This pod about pod the podcast about making our podcast and what our podcast should be about. I'm Rob and I'm joined by Ryan. Yes. Yes. Indeed. And this is uh episode 64 of Pod about Whoa. Pod. We took a couple weeks off. Yep. And uh, apologies, not really intended, you know, but that's this, that's, that's the, listen, this is the pot about pod life that you all signed up for. Amen. You know, Amen. Sometimes we're here. Sometimes we're not, you know, we're, 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 we're rambling men. We are. We're definitely rambling men. Life does come at you hard, you know, that's right. But we like to keep y'all hanging. You know, suspense. suspense. So sometimes you have to build suspense with silence. That's right. You know, I, I think someone once said that, you know, you say more with your silence than you do with your words. Yes. Very powerful. That was uh, Matthew McConaughey. That's right. So we've uh we've we've given you two weeks of silence but now we're back and boy did we we pick a good week to come back because if you have been following our instagram we just had a brand new merch drop yes hit the hit the merch store we opened the merch store back up and if you are unfamiliar with that you can find it at podaboutpod.com it's uh in the link in the the link is in the description of our website or hop on instagram and and click our bio link on instagram but can you describe what our our new shirt looks like for those of you who are lame and not following us on social media yeah no it's um i think i've seen rihanna wearing something similar recently Mm -hmm. uh jay-z Mm. All, all the hottest members of the Illuminati have recognized this symbol, <laughs> and it is about time that the Pot About Pot audience also recognizes us and glory. Now, Rob has absolutely outdone himself <laughs> and created the 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 ultimate in what could describe us with barely words. <laughs> <laughs> and, and mostly image and brutality it is the pod about pod metal logo that's right we made a pod about pod i would say like death metal logo it, it's in the death metal realm i i believe i said slam right away uh <laughs> just because it's very pointy and uh, and and the blood splatter one that you uh, the that you added some flair to yeah. was particularly brutal. Yeah, the the so um, a little backstory on this is you know we we obviously had our first merch drop back on uh, you know when we hit our one year anniversary, 
And I always had plans of getting new shirts up, but was always a little uh, unsure of like what to do. And I actually came across this company um, online uh, called Slay Thy Name. And they make heavy metal logos out of whatever you want. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, well, now I know what I'm doing. And so. (laughs) And how how long from discovering this service to participating in the service? Uh, an hour. An hour. <laughs> it was like immediate. Yeah, it was immediate, and it was um. So there, I think, um, if I understand things, I think they're based in Germany. I think it's only a few people. I think they have a few artists, and then I think they probably have like maybe some English speaking and uh, other foreign language speaking uh co- coordinators who who handle all their email. Um, they, because I, I kept the, I kept the, I was only ever talking to one person. This person was called Nadine. Um, and Nadine, uh, would always say, Oh, well, I'm, I'll have to send this to the artist said this, the artist. So I, I assumed it was always, you know, that they, they have like a staff of people that, that collect, the information and then translate it to who, the artists who probably in Germany. And um, it took no exaggeration. It took like a solid, I think two weeks uh, because of the time difference. And I was always getting an email overnight. And so sometimes I could get like a little faster communication if I caught it like really early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did a lot of back and forth and they gave me, I think three drafts and we finally worked out this, this final version that you eventually saw. And, uh, so yeah, it took a couple weeks to get pulled together. So, but, and, uh, but I'm really happy with it. It's a uh, pot about pod death metal logo. There are t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, uh, even a poster because I just think it looks cool. I'm probably going to get one of those for the uh, pod about pod studio space. And um, yeah, I think uh, what else is in there? Oh, that, yeah, I think that's it. I think there. Oh, oh, I also um, brought back the original logo shirt, too. So I brought back the microphone in question mark and uh, it just has the microphone in question mark logo with the pod about pod in the bottom part of the question mark. And those are on some new sort of muted colors. They're pretty cool looking. So those colors were not previously available in the year one club. And they're a little more muted, not so bright, not so colorful, but they look really cool. So check all that out. I'm pretty, uh, pretty pumped for the, uh, the metal logo though. It came out pretty good. Absolutely. You know what, you know, what would make it even more brutal is if you like titled it pot about pod German death metal logo. (laughs) 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 Throw a country in it too. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> pot about pod opening metal that's for all the metal heads listening pot about pot opening for ramstein <laughs> opening for sarcophagus and, and blood needle 
We'll just do this before some death metal show. We'll just sit there at a table. <laughs> Speaking of shows, did you um have you been following like show news lately? Like did you what, see in, well did you see in New York that uh, I think it was like some Thompson Park or something like that Madball put on a show last weekend? Have you heard oh, really? of, you've heard of Madball, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, New York Hardcore, right? Yeah, like one of the original ones. Yeah, and they put on a show at like some park, and I guess there was they only had permit for like. I think 500 people socially distanced and 3000 showed up <laughs> and uh, it was like a, a, you know, like a real like COVID nightmare. Like people were moshing. <laughs> like it was like, it was like COVID didn't exist. It was no, just like so funny. <laughs> the people that clean themselves the least all together touching each other it's just such like a weird convergence of like punk rock ethics and republican uh indignation that's merging into this like bro hardcore scene that i i think is really interesting i i i had a, 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 a like a a personality like Trump not gotten so far. I don't think like these these dudes always think like everyone's a pussy. Like these guys are like all tough guys. They're like everyone's a pussy, you know, for any reason. They're just like you know you're a pussy because you have a podcast. It's like a pussy thing to do. It's like have a podcast. Or you believe because you believe in uh, COVID. Yeah, you're a pussy because you believe in COVID. The only the only person with a podcast who's not a pussy is Jamie Josta from Hatebreed. He's the only one who's allowed to have a podcast and not be a pussy. Everyone else who has a podcast is a fucking pussy, right? And, That's so funny. And, and it's like you know, like they like it. People like this just need needed reasons to call people pussies for for any variety of reason. And, yeah. uh, and, and then like this whole like Trumpism, like Republican attitude, the same shit that, that like got like, you know, the, 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 the riots at the Capitol really spoke, I think to like these sort of tough guy, hardcore kids and our guys and kids. Let's be honest. This is a mad ball show. Everyone there was like 45, like no, oh, yeah. these weren't kids anymore. Yeah. So like, you know, but it's just like, all right, guys, like <laughs> I'm not surprised. I mean, you know, we've all run it, you know, any, any concert going metalhead is run into like hardcore kids and you figure it out very quickly that you're on a different level. Yeah, they, yeah, there's, well, yeah. I mean, that whole dynamic is in and of itself a, um, uh, a funny convergence of, of personalities. Uh, you know, Very the, true. the, 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 the hardcore kid and sort of the, the, the doofy metal kid, <laughs> um, are always a hilarious pairing, um, in any mosh pit. And, <laughs> I used to love go like like being at shows and like like being up on like um 
you know, like, especially like during like metal fest at the Worcester Palladium, like I would like being on the balcony, just, I would just watch the crowd half the time. Like part of like the, the appeal of these shows is the crowd. Like it's, you know, like that's like a piece of it. Like it's not like an, an Adele show where you're sitting there, like just watching someone perform. Like it's like the, 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 I would say that the crowd is at least 40% of any performance for any metal band. So, yep. um, oh, yeah. you know, so I would always enjoy the, that, but yeah, it's just, it's weird that like, I, I like the, like hardcore was meant like these kids started this, this movement against like skinhead Nazis and, yeah. you know, in Boston and, and now they're like, Trump thumpers and it's it's fucking crazy to me and um, I I don't know where that switch happened the only thing I can think of is that in that aesthetic it's okay to be a tough guy you're not like no one's shitting on you for that whereas I think for the last 15 years these dudes were getting shit on a lot by a lot of people and so they kind of felt I mean they, they like in groups they would fuck you up but like in normal life, they had to fucking get their shit together, you know? And so then that's the other thing too, about like these scenes is like these dudes, they, they, they get so big in these little scenes and then you like remove yourself from the scene and you're like, Oh my God, there's a whole big world out here that doesn't know who the fuck I am. Like I'm a nobody. I'm a nobody in the rest of the world, except for these like grubby scene kids. And it's like, like, what a life, what a life fucking being king of the fucking assholes. Like, yeah. yeah. Hey, at least, at least Madball finally can say that they've sold out 3000 tickets. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you they've never been able to say that. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I've Think never about a Madball show. If you type that in onto YouTube, it is a bar that has two hundred people in it, but it should have twenty. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never been a fan of Madball. I, I, I never. I, I, no. I, had a, I had a friend of mine um, that I went to high school with who was like a huge fan of it. He liked them and like um, Biohazard quite a bit. If you remember Biohazard. Oh, wow. No, uh, yeah, I've never they, listened to Biohazard. I've, I've listened to 10 seconds of Madball before and I'm like, okay, this, this is exactly what I thought it sounded like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. It's, it's kind of funny. Cause like the, like uh, I actually know someone who went to that show who follows us on Instagram. And <laughs> so like, uh, it's an interesting, I, I, I'd even, I'd put the question out like, I, I I know the answer. I know why anyone went to that fucking thing, but it's, you know, it is kind of like, you know, it, the, 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 the scene is a little split on like whether or not that was a good idea. And I think the, the prevailing thought amongst a lot of the people who attended and supported, they, they think like, well, there's been all these protests and there's, you know, on both sides of the aisle, there's been all these protests and, no, like no one was wearing masks and everyone was, you know, doing their own thing and no one like, you know, so like this is our fucking protest and they're saying, and they're saying this is like, and they're like, 
But it's, you know, that's like a a false narrative to say. That's like being like very like, oh, we we reject everything. Like, like this is our protest of everything. And it's like, it's like, no, this is like, you're almost a Trump. You're like, you, you basically voted for Trump. And it's fucking weird. It's just so weird. Like that, that was like never what hardcore was about for me, but like I, to be you know fair, I was always on like the outer edge of it. I was never at the epicenter of that scene. I was never yeah. really connected to like the cool kids in that scene. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I, and I frankly never liked a lot of that shit. Uh, and the, and the, the, the scene politics and all this shit that like went into that scene. So, um, it's, it's, it's interesting. A buddy of mine, Kevin posted that, like, uh, uh, the singer of 25 to life. I don't know if you've heard that band, uh, this guy, Rick, who was kind of like known to be sort of like a character in the scene. Even he was like, yeah, this was not a great idea. This was not. <laughs> He, what, did he perform at it and he said he's no 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 he did not oh. perform at it he was like basically like way to go dipshits like you know <laughs> like we're not going to be able to do this again anytime soon so yeah like you couldn't, yeah, no, I, you couldn't have just I waited could. till the end of summer like <laughs> oh yeah true yeah i'm not yeah I, i'm in the same boat man i've never i'm not i wouldn't even pretend to try to understand that fucking that that scene like it it's it's weird because they kind of look like the metalhead yeah you know some of them but like i know immediately yeah <laughs> if i walk into a room full of hardcore kids i know that and they know me they know that i'm not them yeah you know oh it's super tribal it's super tribal yeah for sure yeah. and i think that that's like another piece of it too like you see like you know, it's, 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 it's gang mentality is what it is. It's, you know, it's, and, and that's like, like rooted in tribalism. It's like, but and that's not what this podcast was meant to be about. I don't know. We sort of, got- <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk shit about hardcore kids any day. That's what we do at pot about pod. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, logo on sale now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, uh, I, I don't know. I, uh, I, I've, um, I've been so out of the loop with all of this stuff that, and and I just don't care anymore about any of it. It, To to me, like all of it is pretty silly. Um, Oh yeah. I, 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 that's the problem when you get in like, uh, and I, and I, I don't even like mean to say it like in a, like a shitty, this might sound like shitty the way I say this, but like, when you when you get in a band who gets a little bit of a taste of like what the bigger industry is like even though my band did not get very far we were not the most successful band we did not get very far so i'm going to say that up front i'm not like trying to like brag or anything but like you see enough of the business where you like the the you get sort of like jaded you don't like there's no more mystery and you, 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 you peek behind too many curtains and you see how all the fucking sausage is made. And you just, it's like, you don't care. 
the way you used to when you were like a new fan. Yeah. And um, so like all this shit with like bands and stuff, like I know I'm never going to be in another band again. Like I don't give a shit about <laughs> like band feelings. I don't care about like scene feelings or, or any of this shit. It's like, uh, like, or, or like saying the wrong thing. Like who cares? This is like such a small little insular community that like of, of, of fucking herbs who fucking it's like they, they just jerk each other off all day long. And, and this is like the whole music. It's like that whole music scene is it's just it's like it's like you're you're like uh like you're vying to be king of the assholes yeah you know and it's like and and it's like these are like not the best people on earth like these are people who like really like are kind of sketchy so you know in a lot in a lot of ways and so like why am i trying to like get cred with like a predominantly sketchy scene like why like like that's like trying to be like really cool at the strip club like like why what's in it like what do you get out of that nothing i don't think so so they you know a good way to describe the that kind of scene is like snobby pieces of shit they're they're definitely like pieces of shit i don't know if they're snobby I, I would say it's I would say it's a form of snobby mm-hmm. because I mean well, if you I mean, it, you could say that about like metalheads too like there like there's you know an like elitist metalhead is like a very common trope too yeah you but know? I mean I I just like I don't get that vibe as often maybe I'm just more comfortable with metalheads I don't know yeah maybe it's my maybe it's my demeanor makes you not snobby but for some reason a hardcore kid looks at me and just just goes no. <laughs> like I don't get it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I mean, they, well, they're certainly more outspoken because they 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 usually are running in packs, and so they can afford to be, you know. And True. you know, so it's like, but it, it, either here nor there. That we, you know, the it's a it's a weird. It's it's just like I I, I saw that news story, and I just felt like, wow, that's like a weird turn for all these kids who were supposed to be on the right side of the argument. And, and, and that's the thing I, I kind of took away from it was, I was like, wow, th- like this is that like th- this, this, this movement, this, or like that, what, what, what hardcore stood for to people like me no longer exists anymore. No. Yeah, definitely not. And, and I, I really think that, um, that was, that, that's, that's the one thing I took away from watching those videos and, and looking at that article. I was like, man, like, it's just, I thought we were supposed to like be against the, 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 the Nazi punks, not join them. So, <laughs> but all right, I guess, I guess they joined them now. So whatever, I don't I'm, I'm out of it. It's not my thing anymore. So uh, just a casual observer mm-hmm. with a microphone <laughs> anyway. So, so um, moving on, we uh, let's see, we took a couple weeks off 
We did. I can I can say that uh, in that time, um, I. It's funny you say because like just before the podcast, you and I were talking, and you were telling me how like sore you were from work. Yeah, and um, I I recently went on a uh, very long hike with my uh, son and girlfriend, and we came back super sore from that thing. Wow, Dude. how long? Well, it was um, we so it was my son's first overnight backpacking trip, and. So the difference, you know, for those of you who don't know, backpacking is when you, you know, throw everything you need for your trip in in a backpack and you carry it all in and you carry it all out and you don't, it's not car camping. You know, usually you go to like, um, you know, Hammonasset State Park, you drive your car up to the campsite and then you can operate, you can camp out like your, your car is there. You can use it for storage. You can put your food in it. You can, you know, charge your devices in it. You like have your car like right there. Mm-hmm. You park in your campsite. And so you don't need to do any hiking to get there. It's very like car camping is like the easiest form of camping. Um, maybe outside of having an RV, like, um, so backpacking is its own sort of thing. And, you know, yeah, you carry, you, you load up a pack and you carry it all out to your campsite and then you got to pack it all up and bring it all back. And so we did six miles one way to the campsite. Wow. So 12 miles total in 24 hours, which in hindsight might have been where I, one of the areas I, I goofed up on. Um, if it would have been a two day trip, I think it maybe would have been a little easier. Um, but what really made it difficult was that in the morning it started raining and it was pretty cold on top of it. It was like in the forties. And so we had to wake up, pack up our everything in the rain and and then walk six miles in the rain. Wow. And which is not, which is difficult for anyone, really. It's not an easy thing to do, especially when you've already walked six miles. Um, and, you know, you're, you're doing like some, you know, moderate terrain. But uh, for a 10 year old, it's a, it's super challenging. And so I got to say, if Charlie, if you ever listen to this um, when you're older, I am incredibly proud of you for pulling through that because it was hard. It was hard for me. It was hard for my girlfriend. It was uh, it was it would have been hard for any seasoned hiker to be in that cold rain and having to push through six miles in the cold rain like that. And so I'm very, very proud of him that he pushed through, but he, there, there was some struggle in there. I mean, it was not an easy six miles and he, you know, to his credit, he made it to the end, which was really um, pretty awesome to see. But in hindsight, I think I could have done a few things differently to make it a little easier. And so um, live and learn, but you know, uh, he did a really great job. And so hopefully, you know, yeah, if you ever listen to this <laughs> in the future, 
if your future self is like, what's a 25 to life? Uh, <laughs> what's a, no, nah, nah, I mean, probably that's, yeah, that's a, yeah. I mean, that's an obscure band now by most people's standards. I mean, unless you Bro. grew up with all that, but, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was hard and like we it was sore. I mean, like we were all sore when we got back. And um, so I, I definitely was like we we were supposed to record the podcast on Sunday and uh, I couldn't do it. I was just like too out of it. I hear you. That's quite a distance. That's that's I mean, six miles one way, man. Charlie, if you are listening to this, congratulations on your first quest. You're a man now. Yeah. And we have this German death metal logo for you of your name. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was, I mean, it was a lot of fun up until the rain, the, and the rain, I mean, it, it still was like a good experience. I'm glad we did it. And I'm glad, you know, like it was also like trying out a lot of new gear that I've been sort of acquiring over this pandemic. And so I got to kind of use it all and put it all to the test. And so that was all, that all worked out really well. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, all the rain gear that I had for my pack all worked, my, my pack stayed dry. And, um, so yeah, it was, it, it was good to see, uh, that the tent worked out well. So like all the, everything worked out and then, you know, thank God my, my girlfriend, Marcy was there and, um, she was like, you know, she's sort of, she's a lot more active than I am. And so she was like really super positive and, um, way more, uh, way more, just way more positive than, than I was being for a lot of that walk back. And so she was kind of keeping us motivated. So that was nice. That's awesome. Yeah. It's always good to have someone more motivated than you just to keep you going. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 yeah, you got to have like, you know, some, some, uh, some push to get through things, but um, yeah, man, it was, it was, it was a good trip, but man, it was, it was a hard one. So it was, um, uh, you know, it's definitely probably going to take like a little time to like recoup. And then, oh, the other thing is that my ankle didn't get, didn't, didn't really get injured. It was, it held up pretty good. So I was pretty happy about that too. Nice. Yeah. Did you have some like sturdy boots on and stuff? Oh, I, oh yeah. I had, I had, I, it was like, I was like in a ski boot. I was like, I had a brace, I had a lace up brace. And then I also had it in a boot in like my, in my, in my big hiking boots. And so like, yeah, I was like adequately braced. Um, the other thing though, with camping, and this has just always been the case with me is I don't sleep well in a tent. I don't know about you. Do you, do you camp a lot? I've gone camping a few times as a kid and absolutely not. I cannot fall asleep in a tent. And if I do, it's the last four hours of me sleep, you know, when I planned on sleeping. That's right. The same with me. It's like you just yeah. get so exhausted to that point where you just can't help you. You just fall. You can't help it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I And I'd imagine with more frequency, that would probably change. But I'm just on high alert the whole time I'm out there. Uh, yeah, you know that I just can't relax. Um, and so I stayed up almost the entire night and we got, we went to bed early. Like we, then, which was like one of the harder parts was that like we were in bed by like nine forty or something like that. 
which does not compare to normal life. Yeah, well, by, <laughs> by example, by, by it's ten thirty p.m. right now where I. <laughs> Yeah. So, we're hanging out. Yeah, we're just like we're chilling <laughs> at this point. And yeah, so like it was it yeah, it's like yeah, you, by midnight you've already been awake for 2 hours and you're like, "Oh my god, and I got 5 more hours of this like and you're just sit, sitting there for it's like you're on a flight for five, <laughs> for like 5 hours, you're just on a flight in the tent. That's and, funny. And you know, do you uh, do you feel like if the weather was different, you would have fell asleep? Uh, no, the weather at night was good. It was like you know, we were right next to a pond. So there were like frogs peeping all night, which was really cool. And uh, actually at around mid around midnight, somewhere between midnight and one, there was like a goose that like started like freaking the fuck out. <laughs> And uh, I don't know if it was like banging another goose or if it was getting eaten by a coyote. I don't know what it was doing, but it was freaking out. It was having a hard time doing whatever it was doing. It was not. It wasn't having a quiet time. It was <laughs> like literally like the whole woods are quiet and this goose is screaming. And like all the, all the wildlife must have been like, Jesus, this fucking guy again. Get a room. Like all the squirrels <laughs> and owls and shit. Like the owls are like, they're like God, fucking geese, man. They don't like any consideration. They just start screaming. Do you think owls hate all the land birds? All yeah, they hate them because they eat them. Do they? Oh, they're birds of prey. Yeah. Ah, I didn't know that they eat birds that size. Oh, then no, they don't eat geese. But they no, they, saying, they no, eat I'm small saying, animals. Like, you think you think an owl like I've never seen an owl just like hanging out on the ground. Do you think an owl up in a tree is looking down at a, a goose or a duck and going like, "God, you're an idiot! Look yeah. at you just hanging out down there." Yeah. Like, yeah. do you think they have that hardcore kid attitude towards all the other birds? Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. One hundred percent. Look at that asshole on the ground. Oh, his yeah. Because <laughs> owls have like sharp talons and, uh, you know, can swoop in and, and eat you at night and they know it. And oh, yeah. Whereas geese, but, you know, geese can like hang out in the middle of the water and scream all night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely, I definitely heard um, an owl and. I heard a lot of frogs and toads, um, saw a bunch of deer running. Oh, the other thing that Charlie really liked, which was kind of weird, but not atypical for me, because I when I grew up in New Hampshire, I, I would run across these things all the time. We were walking and he, he found a bunch of shotgun shells. And he was like, whoa, that's awesome. And he like started like collecting bullet shells and at the campsite there were like nine millimeter bullet shells and stuff there and like you know it's like this is a very rural part of Connecticut and it's like a lot of hunters and stuff out there and so like you know that's normal for that area but like in the cities there's you don't run, really run into that a lot unless like someone got murdered so like um 
But in New Hampshire, I would come across, you know, shotgun shells and bullet casings all the time. Like we had like Sam pits and stuff we used to hang out in. That's where people would go shoot their guns. And like it was pretty common for me. Um, So he found and I let him keep a bunch. And the, he was he was very he was very excited uh, to find those. Yeah, it's a good keepsake. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it was good. It was it was it was a good time. How about you? What what have you been doing in this uh, time off? Where are you right now? You're in California. Yep, I am back in Victorville, California. Oh, that's the one of the nicest spots in California, right? It, it is the world's um, largest truck stop. Uh, <laughs> it is uh it is also in right in the middle of maybe the windiest i felt in california ah wow so we're talking like every morning it's like 30 miles an hour wow you should get a kite yeah, yeah i should get a kite you're right <laughs> <laughs> what if what if uh, you started going out in the morning flying a kite what would your coworkers think you know what? I, I think it would be funny if I just took a kite, tied it to one of the inverters at work, <laughs> yeah. and told them I'm waiting for a thunderstorm to add energy to the grid, and Elon is going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> That's so um, funny. Yeah, no, California has been... You know, it's been California. Right. And I'm still, I'm still riding the high from the from the uh, the Ren Fair wedding and seeing old friends and whatnot, right? You know, I've uh, I think I, I've I've been reignited in music after uh, after participating in 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 a in a cover video. You know, like I I uh, oh, that's a video. Yeah, no, we made a video. And he's so, working on it. Well, why don't you, let's, let's let's explain what what you're you're talking about. <laughs> My my buddy Brian, who actually he got me into metal, and he uh, taught me to he taught me a little bit about drumming. Um, he uh, it was his wedding and at the Ren Fair, and uh, while we were there, obviously we were getting dinner with them, uh, you know, non wedding days, and uh, he was working on a cover video for a uh, very popular death metal song, and uh, he mentioned that the guy who was playing bass hadn't had the time to do it. And I said, I know that song. I'll play bass. And uh, he was all about it. And uh, I got to uh, try and whip that song out after not playing bass for months. Mm. <laughs> and uh, after we uh, did the track, um, he uh, put up a black sheet and uh, filmed me uh, playing it along with the recording nice <laughs> so he has videos of him drumming and him singing and uh uh he has another guy named brian that uh uh also brian right <laughs> so 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 that this band is brian brian and ryan yeah, yeah. i told him he should call it brb <laughs> <laughs> yeah brian ryan and brian yep <laughs> How amazing is that? 
Yeah. I'm very excited. So yeah. he's already, he's already sent me a few ideas and now I've been like, you know, I've, it, you know, when you find new interest in your instruments. Sure. Yeah. It's just it, like, you want to ride that, that inspiration out. Sure. And this has been, you know, it's been a good excuse to learn like a Slayer song, which yeah. I've had no interest in learning. Right. <laughs> I know. Yeah. They're one of those bands where like, I get it. Yeah. But yeah, they have the the fan base, and obviously he was like, "Let me choose a band that's going to get me views." He has a he has a YouTube page, uh, Daedric Visions. Um, he's a he is a, uh, a producer for a few other bands. He um, he is not uh, he's not performing anymore. Um, he's doing a lot more recording. Cool. And uh, he's putting his skills for these other bands now. And uh, everyone go check out his uh, page. Cool. We'll do that. I should and also. I should, will, I'll go ahead. They will, they will do it when uh, we post the, the video. Probably. <laughs> there it yeah. is. Yeah. When, when, when is do you know, is that out yet? He, he said he's almost done with it. So it should be out soon, folks. Right, cool. I should also I, I forgot while you were saying while we've been talking now for uh, 40 minutes that uh ryan's vocals may sound a little funny uh maybe a little like nostalgic to the beginning of the pandemic um <laughs> we just have the facetime audio this week but uh you know well it's like this is again this is this is the pod you signed up for absolutely it's not what you asked for it's what you deserve it's not it's right it's not the pod you, it's not the pod you want it's the pod you need that is right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, folks, I uh, I apologize. I left my AirPods at home, and this that turns out to be a vital instrument in this uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, it's been absolutely fucking brutal at work not having my AirPods. Oh man, yeah. So like you're, so you guys are doing a lot of work out there. Oh well, okay, real quick. Speaking of uh, of um, Elon, he recently had an, an interview. I think it was like yesterday or today, where he was like, <laughs> "Yeah, the uh, the Mars mission. There's those people are definitely going to die. Like they're definitely." <laughs> <laughs> he said that in an interview recently. Yeah, like- I think he said, he said that in an interview a couple of years ago, I believe, and he was talking to a kid. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're they're gonna die. They're they're yeah. they're dying. Oh yeah. It's gonna take layers upon layers of launches <laughs> and people dying to to do that. And you know what's funny, man, is uh uh I remember the first time this got brought up, there's so many scientists that are going like, Yeah, I wanna die on Mars. Yeah, I guess. I I, I had no idea how crazy astronauts are. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, yeah, you got to be a little. I mean, yeah, it's it's like, uh, well, they're all like a lot of them are pilots. I believe it. You know, they're they're fighter jet pilots, a lot of them. But like you have to be like, uh, you know, pro- proficient in all all of your education. And then yeah. you have to be physically incredible. Yeah. Like I, I had no idea how elite an astronaut is. Yeah, they're pretty. Uh, they're pretty epic. They, they, it, yeah. Well, yeah, because like I think like 
the longer you stay up there, you like lose bone density and it's like a whole thing. So like you got to be in really great shape and like keep working out once you're up there and the Mars thing. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it seems to me like that's just like, that's a one way, that's a one way ticket. You know, you, oh, yeah. there's, I mean, and, and I'm sure that there are some, you know, smart people who are like willing to make the sacrifice. Um, but man, that's like, um, Rob, I'm, I'm telling you thousands of people want to die on Mars. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I, I'd believe that. I mean, there's a lot of weird things happening in the world these days, man. It's like a lot of like weird people, um, are, are willing to like put themselves in like the like worst positions just for like a little bit of a little bit of notoriety. Like, I mean, obviously making it to Mars is like a bigger of accomplishment, but like people are willing to do crazy things just to like be like famous on YouTube. Like, you know, like let alone going to Mars. Like, Absolutely. And you would face it like going to Mars. You're probably just going to be in a textbook one day. Yeah. That's it. And you're going to be in a plaque in SpaceX. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, you can only hope that like, you know, I, I would imagine that like, they wouldn't send people up to Mars until the the rovers could set up a little base camp up there. Yep. I mean, I'd imagine that they'd, they'd have to get to a place where those rovers can set up a fully functioning base camp that can provide a certain amount of guarantee that they're going to actually be able to do some work when they're up there and, and, and experience the the planet um and then i bet that the hope is that like maybe that will also converge with a time where they'll a be able to also have some sort of a a a relaunch device available by then too yeah yeah i've seen the machines that that um the like prototypes that they have the i like the idea is to send a machine out there that can make bricks out of sand or like start just like start printing a building yeah i've Uh, seen i've seen these 3d printed buildings with like concrete it, that idea exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah i've seen those too the where it's like the machine sits in the middle and it prints out the building all around it yeah yeah speaking it doesn't look like it'd be fun to live in it you know in mars <laughs> well right yeah i mean i they they i mean i from what i know about them how they put the rovers on mars they like surround them with balloons and just drop them on mars and they bounce around until they stop moving oh wow and then i i, I well okay I, that, maybe that was like the first time they sent a rover up. Now I think they actually have some propulsion that can like safely gently place things down. But then that thing I think is disposable and and can't, there's nothing that can like relaunch out of orbit. No. Yeah, no, I, I, we're nowhere near that. I believe, but I bet that like all this testing that, that, that SpaceX is doing to like make a rocket 
reusable is transferable technology to, oh, yeah. to being able to land and then relaunch on Mars. Of course. Yeah, no, I'm sure. And I think, I think he's mentioned that you have, they're going to make like a, uh, another kind of space station that goes like halfway in between for the trip. Oh, I think, yeah, I think they're going to put something on, on the moon. Oh, I have no idea about that. I saw that they, I saw that they won the contract to do the moon launch. That's very cool. I want to go to the moon. I want to go to the moon. I want to see what scared us away. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> I want to know what the fuck's up on the moon. Speaking of uh, a bunch of like weirdos, did you see in the news this week a there was a battle of the Joshes? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? So a year ago, uh, this guy Josh Swain was trying to get his name on Facebook and couldn't find it because other Josh Swains had gotten it before him. And so he created a Facebook group only for Josh Swains. And he kept inviting all the Josh Swains to the Facebook group and basically like wrote them all a message like meet me at these coordinates <laughs> and we are going to battle it out and whoever wins gets to keep the name. The rest of you, have, the rest of us have to change it. <laughs> and he's like, you, he's like, you have a year to prepare. And <laughs> so this has been going on for like a year. Apparently there was like a group text that was like going on about this for like a, a, a while. And then I guess it finally came, it came true. Like it finally happened like this week. And the, I guess like almost a thousand people showed up and and they were, and all of them were named Josh, but only, I think like a small handful of them were Josh Swain. And so all the Joshes um, brought pool noodles and they had a giant pool noodle fight uh to see who would win and then the only i think maybe there might have only been two josh swains they did rock paper scissors and the original guy who like started this whole thing he won that's incredible and so he gets to be josh swain and then i guess they they uh in the pool noodle battle they decided that that this kid josh who was there who was like maybe like six years old he he won (laughs) <laughs> that's great and apparently what a heartwarming story <laughs> yeah i mean after everything else after dying on mars and dumb scene kids you know it's like a little a little something towards the end of the podcast to like lift your spirits that's what we do here pod we lift your spirits yes we bring you we up amen with stories of josh's and and mad ball yeah <laughs> it's um yeah it's uh that was a that was a good story oh the other thing I, I was gonna ask you about is did you see that there was um a big apple event uh i saw like new imax and the, uh air tags air tags yeah that's the big one air I mean, tags that's huge air tags and uh, oh, go thing ahead. in the, the phone the nfc 
the uh, chip in the phones can find stuff now or yeah the air tag is like a little like it's a little chip like or it's a little like puck that you can like buy like an, a colored accessory key ring for and you can like attach it to things and you can track if you lose your keys or your backpack or whatever you have it attached to you can you know find it and the way that apple did it was really clever because the way it works is it's constantly communicating with any nearby iphone so it, so it can that so like even though it doesn't have like a cell phone signal or it doesn't have a cell phone antenna in it it doesn't have like you know any way of communicating um on a bigger network but because there's so many iPhones out there, it's always talking to all the other iPhones. And so it'll use other iPhones to help triangulate its coordinates. So you can actually still use your find my on your phone to like find it. And wow. the other thing is that they have it so that like you, you can't put an un, like you, you can't put it on someone and track them. Because it works like in proximity to the the owner's iPhone. So, like, let's say, for example, you're driving in a car with your backpack that has uh, an air tag on it. And, you know, it's it's not going to trigger to the person you're who, who you're driving with, who also has an iPhone, that there's an unwanted air tag because your phone is also with the air tag. Right. Uh. But the second you move away from it, and I think it's something like a, a little it's like you guys think you got to be like pretty far away, like 100 feet or 200 feet or something like that. Um, it'll. And you, your your friend stays behind with your backpack. It'll will it will then tell them there's an un, there's a there's an air tag in your in your proximity that's following you. And the way the thought process is is that like if you lose something, and it um it'll alert iPhone users around it that there's an unwanted tag. So people will probably try to find it and then you'll get your thing back faster. That's cool. So you could like put that on your, like your luggage or your keys or your backpack or your camera bag or your dog. Maybe I think there's accessories for animals. Wow. That's cool. But the thing is, is it does constantly use Bluetooth. So I don't know if that's like great for dogs because like the frequency might mess up their ears or something. Um, that might be a little, I don't know, but we keep our phones on us all the time. And so that maybe not, I don't know. I don't know. Look at humans. Right. <laughs> you want your dog to be like that? Right. We're not messed up. Uh, you know what? One more thing. Uh, I know you saw it. You had to have seen it. Fucking Elon announced he's going to be on SNL. I did see that. And actually, you know, the funny thing about that is like there were like two SNL members who were like not who were like giving him shit. Did you see that? What? Yeah. Bo and Yang. They're both of them are not official cast members yet. They're like what what they call featured players. 
So yeah, the, their names are their names are announced very last. Um, I think they're all announced. Uh, yeah, at the end, I think when they say like featuring Bo and Yang and like yeah. yeah. Bowen might actually be part of the cast, but the other one, um, Andy Dismukes, or, or maybe that's, uh, I forgot his first name, but his last uh, name. Uh, Dismukes or something yeah. like that. Yeah, he's, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, so he, uh, and, and that guy, I guess, was a writer, and he just recently got on the cast. So, um, so Elon tweeted out that he's like, we're going to see how live Saturday Night Live really is or something like that. Yeah. And like Bowen Yang, like got all upset and was like, what the F do you even mean? And then Dismukes said, made some other kind of like retort back to him about about it. And I guess they were like put off by the fact that he insinuated that their show was not live. Yeah, they, I mean, I'm not surprised that Bo and Yang can't, can't take a joke. He seems pretty sensitive, but yeah. the Dismukes kid, I can't believe I, I like, who gives a fuck? Right. <laughs> but I mean, dude, I am so excited. I know. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a, I don't have high hopes. Let's put it that way. I think the monologue is going to be, re, I think it's, a, I think a lot of it's going to be weird. Um, oh yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do to make it like not awkward. I, cause you know, Elon is such like an awkward public speaker. Um, I think they're going to play into that very well. I, I think they can, I think they can write that in. Yeah, I hope so. I uh, dude, I think this is this is the one thing that I really hope happens. Uh Pete Davidson is going to do a rap song somehow and 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 have an Elon in it. Yeah. And they're going to show off the Roadster with the SpaceX rockets in it. Oh, you think? I mean, why why would you accept going on SNL if it was not the biggest advertising thing you could do for your car company. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. There's, there's no way that he accepted this without thinking that he might show something off. Yeah. Well, he's also like very like aware of like the meme ability of things. Yes. And big time. so I, I think there's also a piece of that. He knows his place in the internet. I feel. Yeah. Like he's, I bet he's he very was very well rounded. I bet he was not very happy in the moment when the Cybertruck windows got broken, but I think the meme factor of it after the fact, I think he was very happy with. Oh yeah, you have to be. That was more advertising that he could pay for. <laughs> I don't even know if it's like the the advertising though that he even seems to care about. It's it doesn't it never with him it never feels like oh this is an advertising play i think he legitimately values the 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 currency of popularity on the internet yeah I, makes sense I, I i like i i i think like he 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 likes the meme for the meme i don't think it's actually an ad play for in his mind i think he actually likes the fact that it's become part of internet lore and history now. You know what I mean? Like 
I maybe I'm being too like romantic about it, but I I I just get the vibe from him that like he's like an internet guy, and so like he values that. You know what I mean? No, you're you're definitely right, especially with him pushing Dogecoin and all that. Right. You know, I think like he he goes almost uh, to me. It seems like he goes out of his way to make. I I just look at like the blowtorch and or not the the the, the flamethrower and the um the fact that you name a company the boring company and you know there there's oh, yeah. there's a whole lane of the tequila like there's a whole the, the underwear like the you know naming the cars s e x y like it, it it there there's a lot that there that like just to me is like I don't know if this guy even cares if anyone buys any of this shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> he just likes participating. <laughs> I think there, there's a piece of, I think there is a, I, I, I think he obviously needs to be profitable, but I think I, I do think that there is a piece of it where he's just not overly concerned. Like the fact that he almost tanked his, his company's stock for a joke is like, <laughs> you know it's like i mean i don't know like it just doesn't seem like he, he gives a shit that much like you know i just think that the th- the only thing that with elon that has bothered me over the last year is that he's just being like you know he's putting on that like robot brain and being like i don't need the vaccine and like i i just feel like you know it's like dude there's like he he has to understand that like that's i didn't didn't know i didn't know that he didn't get the vaccine i thought he did i know he's been tested a billion times yeah i think like he didn't he 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 said it recently that he like wasn't gonna get it because he he's like uh, he's done an abundance of testing and this that and he, he there was a whole thing and i was like man it's like but that's not why you get vaccinated it's not for you it's not it's not for you to protect yourself it's to eradicate the environment that this virus can thrive in and you know and that's that's why you get vaccinated not because it's like you're going to protect yourself it's because the more of us that do it it create it removes the environment for the virus And so that's why, like when Joe Rogan says he's not going to get it and Elon's like, I'm not going to get it. And like all these people are like, I'm not getting it. It's like. I I, it doesn't make sense to me that these like otherwise smart people would not get why you need to do it. So I don't know. So I, I that's one that's one piece that I've definitely had to like i don't know this whole like pandemic is like really making it difficult to take some people seriously like with the whole anti-vax piece of it and then all of the trump supporters and like it's like gonna be hard to like look at those anti-vaxxers and trump supporters and be like oh now i have to like take you seriously again like you know what's wild man that's half the population. I know. I what is 
what does that mean? I don't even know what to do with it, dude. Like I, I like legitimately don't know how you go back. I, I feel like a genie has been taken out of the bottle and there's no way to put it back in. I like, I, I, I really feel like it's like, it's a weird thing. Like I, 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 I saw um, a friend of mine was getting a vac was getting his vaccine, but another one of his friends was telling him, "Oh, don't get it. It's dangerous." This started like barraging him with articles on why it's dangerous, and it was all from these like conspiracy theory websites from like right wing leaning conservative like militia like websites and and at a certain point like how do you go back to being how do you go back to being civil with people who are just like in like la la land they're like because it's not that this person was like barraging him with articles it was like also that they were getting very defensive when he was like no i'm i don't like that's cool for you but i'm not doing that and they were like, and they were like, no, I mean, like they, they were just weren't giving up on it. And then I think they started feeling defensive that like he, he didn't see it their way. And so then they kept like doubling down on it. And it's like, how do you like, how, like, I, I think a lot of people's like friendships and relationships and like, are, are like going to be like irreparably damaged. <laughs> From, from from like the last like three years of 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 american life it's like 50 percent. that's a huge amount of people what i want to know is if that dude what's his name john schaefer from that uh band oh yeah iced earth iced earth yeah, yeah. is he putting out another album <laughs> sure Oh yeah, you better believe it. He's gonna be putting. He's gonna be making like fucking all just like. Well, first off, I don't know if you've ever listened to Iced Earth, but like their shit was already kind of like geared towards like militiamen, and like they were like five finger death punch, or like they were like writing like metal for the military, you know, like. Uh, okay. Okay. You know, so now, like, do you, do you think he's turned away any of his fans? Turned away who? Do you think he's made his fans? Uh, disinterested. I'm um, sure a percentage, but then on the other hand, I think there's a, probably an equal number of people who are now going to be more interested in him. Ah, uh, no, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. You know, so for, every, for, for everyone he lost, who was like, I guess, like you could say, more liberal leaning, he's going to gain more conservative followers. Yeah, he probably he's probably the first metal band for a lot of people. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's just a, an interesting um it's 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 an interesting it's an interesting time and interesting turn of events. Yeah, I mean it 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 really is. It's like it's I just I don't know how like I I'm again, I know I know I've said it on a few episodes now. I'm I'm not looking forward to the, the 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 quarantine being over. I like it. <laughs> I'm that <laughs> I'm that asshole. No, I, I you know on a lot of levels I agree with you. And you know I I just I I you know I like um I like all the 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 delivery food now. I. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Yes, dude. You know, I, I, I just don't want to like, I, I don't want to go back to normal. I don't want to go back to my office building. I don't want to, I want to work remote for the rest of my life. And I, I, I think we need to protest the, the airlines for uh, going back to normal. I know. Right. I, it, it may have been the greatest time to be on a plane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it was dude, my both flights I had to Colorado and back were packed. So, um, <sighs> yeah, there was no, there was no like middle seat open situation. Dude, I'm telling you, it was an amazing time. <laughs> I bet. I bet. You know, I, I just can't, I can't, um, I just think about like what, like Howard's like, how do you go? How do you, how do you become, how do you like bury that hatchet of like knowing someone is wrong? You, you like, I, I, I just like, the thing is, is you can be, you can ignore someone like talking crazy shit up to a certain point. And, but, but then it, it becomes like there, there are certain things that are, I think, okay to believe in that I may not believe are true. Right. I mean, people are religious. Let's like say that like people, I don't believe I'm not religious. I'd probably, I'd probably consider myself more agnostic than atheist. I don't know what's out there. I don't, I don't, I don't get a lot of, uh, fulfillment in seeking religious truth. So I'm just sort of like agnostic. I don't know what's out there. I, I don't really think much is out there, but I don't know. And some people are very religious and like, but I, like I like I can get along with them, and and they can tell me a bunch of religious shit, and I'm not like, oh well, screw you, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. But if someone tells me that they're anti-vaxer, I'm just like checked out on them. I'm like, why well, you're stupid, and I can't fucking listen. I can't talk to you anymore. You're like, you, you don't exist to me anymore. Like, I, I don't know like why that particular issue is seems so ridiculous to me. Whereas like believing Jesus turned fucking water into wine doesn't register as ridiculous to me. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Your threshold for what, uh, you, you just tolerate, you know, it's different with everybody. I, I do believe that every single person believes in some kind of crazy thing that would make me not want to be friends with them. That's an interesting thought. I, I think that that's a deep thing within everybody. And the people that let it out are like, you know, all right, I was meant to not be friends with you. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> that barrier was naturally supposed to happen. And uh, the ones where you don't discover these things about these people, they're meant to be your friends. So, like, well, that's interesting because like what like this so, so that means that there's something see i can't think of anything that you do say for example that where i'd be like nah i'm not his friend anymore over that oh no no yeah i don't i don't know i don't know i i think it's a maybe it's a maybe it's just not weird enough to the other person that they even think they have to talk about it or like uh 
or say there's one aspect of your day, like, uh, I don't know. That you don't even think about like every day when you leave your apartment, you kick a puppy or something like that. <laughs> and you don't even think about it. You right, know what I'm yeah. saying? That's technically a secret to you and no one would ever know it because you don't even think about it. So you never talk about it. Right. If I, the only way I, that would draw that line between me and you is if I saw you kick that puppy, I'd be like, dude, you kicked the puppy. And you're like, what, what, I do this every day. It's called your, <laughs> yeah. So there's a word for, there's actually a term for that. What is that? It's called your shadow self. Shadow, oh, the self that you're not aware of. Well, it's not. I don't think it's that you're not aware of it. It's it's that you're. It's it's like the your. It's the it's your dark half. Oh, it's, the, it's the, the hidden side. It's the intrusive thoughts. It's the it's the part of you. And and, and to some degree, people would say that everyone has like a shadow self. That there is like. Some really just like ingrained sort of darkness in, in everyone that everyone has like sort of just, you know, bizarre intrusive thoughts. And, you know, it's like everyone learns to manage them and keep them sort of like in check. But then yeah. like crazy people can't. And so that's where you start seeing like them just being like totally free with their shadow self. And, um, but that's deemed crazy, you know, and because often it's intrusive, it's, yeah, it's not, it's like usually stuff that would probably be deemed unhealthy. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think everyone does, I think everyone certainly has like a capacity for darkness. And so I think, you know, I think people, who make conscious efforts to live sort of like in positivity, probably have it most in check and are probably pretty good at ignoring it to the point where they almost forgot about it. But I'd be willing to bet that if most people like went to therapy and they could dig up and find some like really weird shit that they think about. Um, oh Yeah. But like, I think the thing that kind of turns me off when someone is like over, like has too much conviction about something, you know, is just fucking wrong. And and this is where, like, I think this like anti-vax thing diverges from like religious people. Right. Because you'll you'll talk to like a Jesus freak. Right. Well, let's put it this way. You'll talk to like a casual Catholic. Right. Or maybe someone who's like sort of casually a, uh, a Jewish person who like maybe they don't go to temple or they don't go to church, but they're like culturally a Catholic or culturally a Jew. And they, you know, sort of care about their religion, but maybe it's not like the most, but they'll talk to you about it. And you're like, OK, like they're not being super pushy. They're not being preachy. They're not. But then you'll meet like an evangelical who is like rams it down your throat and is like, you know, this is the only way everyone gets turned off to that. Right. Yeah. So like, I think that's where anti-vaxxing becomes so annoying and where like when it becomes revealed that it's almost like saying it's all, it's almost like coming out as like a crazy evangelical or 
I mean, really like a racist. Like, I mean, it's like coming out in a, in a very, with a very extreme belief that you're very passionate about. And, and that's where I think people get very turned off is like, you're going to come at me with the conviction that this is 1000% correct when I know it's 1000% wrong. (laughs) So like, there's no meeting in the middle on this. There is no, like, okay, well, I sort of see it your way. No, there's none of that. Like, and I get, I get, I get that fury with fucking global warming people. Right. So yeah, it's a similar thing. Right. And but yeah, I know, I know what it feels like to be like red hot with like, oh my God. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's brutal. It's it absolutely is. brutal. It's so it's like, you know, so this person is sending my friend these articles like over and over and over again. And it's almost like they like they and then what ends up happening is they 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 start fearing that they're being like that they're they're like getting judged and they're like being judged negatively. And so then they yeah. double down on it like in a defensive way. And <laughs> And so then it, then it, 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 and I said to my friend, I'm like, dude, you like, you gotta like stop talking to them about this because they're only going to galvanize their feelings on this topic because the more they have to defend this position because they're feeling judged, the more they're going to lean into it and, 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 and find their truth in it. Yeah. And more they'll twist it towards their, uh, Felix. Yeah. So like, or just, or just doubling down to not look dumb. Right. Exactly. So it's, you know, but like you, you don't like people who are sort of casually religious who like, I don't believe in what they believe, but they're not like pushing it on me. You know what I mean? Like that's the difference I think where like I can like disagree or or, or not understand that someone believes in something, but they're not being like so annoying about it that like, it's just like, okay, you're, you're all done with me. I'm no longer tolerating this. And And um, also like that, you know, their religion has like, no, it doesn't even matter. It's just walking around with a thought, you know? Yeah. That's that's none of my business. <laughs> well, and I I think too, like over the last four years with with Trumpism, is that like people have been emboldened to wear these almost un you know I, I would almost say they knowingly untrue beliefs on their sleeves. I would say yeah. that like they know that these things deep down are probably not entirely true but they like lean into the conviction of it because they've been emboldened to do it and so oh yeah and it's and it's it's their gang yeah it's exactly right it's, yeah it's a tribalism yeah yeah that's only getting uh more heavy <laughs> I, yeah i know i i just don't i just don't know where like how to go back from this like once so now the pandemic's over like so cdc just cre- we're giving everyone a, a supersized episode this week because we missed two weeks <laughs> um but like cdc literally i think just today was like if you're fully vaccinated you can do pretty much anything outdoors and yeah. the only thing you can't do is like a large huge group like a outdoor concert. 
without a mask. And then, like, you had people in the comments being like, I could do all this anyway. Like, CDC doesn't control my life. And I'm like thinking to my, I'm like, dude, like the CDC isn't telling you that you can't do these things. The CDC is telling you that this is this is what's deemed safe. But the choice is still up to you. Now, like just they're all they're doing is telling you this environment is is safest. This environment is not as safe, but no one's keeping you boarded up in your house. You know, this is America. So I I don't get where people are so like, oh, I'm getting my freedoms taken away. It's like, no, you get to do whatever you want. They might. I think that like people like I think people are like frustrated with like restaurants being closed and all that shit. But like, I don't know. I I think when it comes to like the CDC just saying like you can't you can do anything outdoors and people are like, I did that anyway. Like they're kind of missing the point. (laughs) Uh, uh, You know, you're asking, how do you come back from that? What if what if comments went away? Yeah, right. What if comments were illegal? YouTube started doing that. YouTube is going to start taking the dislike and like button away. Nice. So that you can't see the like to dislike ratio on a video. And um, the, the creator can still see it, but the public can't. And that's cool. I think I think yeah, I mean that that is gonna be something I believe will be on the table in the next five years. I think that like uh, yeah. Because like the comment section, you like like look at any news outlet and you just like look at any news article and you just look in the comments and it is like it takes like what, like five comments before they start getting like, you know, someone's name, like not name calling, but blaming the other side. It, do, it doesn't take long. Yeah. I, you know, you know, I think I've said it before. I, I don't believe that everyone should have a voice. <laughs> well, you know, I think I think the part of it, too, is like that. I th- I think the thing that like got weird with Twitter and Facebook in particular. And you don't see this as often on Instagram. And I think there's a reason for it. And you, and you never saw this pre Facebook. And I, and I think I know why is because they, um, Facebook allows news organizations or quote unquote news organizations to have Facebook profiles. And so, and, and these organizations have like teams of people who are just posting shit on the internet and, and all of this is like designed to get clicks because it's all designed to earn ad revenue from clicks and impressions way back when, when there was just like MySpace, MySpace had two things going for it. A no one's parents were on MySpace. And no news organizations were on, on MySpace. It was just oh, yeah. people connecting with people. And, and it was like a lot of shit like revolved around music scenes. 
And there were no news outlets on, on MySpace. There were no parents. There were no crazy uncles, your cousins. Like you could didn't like that was kind of the beauty of like old internet was that like you could sort of uh spread your your you could like sort of like let your hair down in your personality online. And it was uh, uh, I would I would argue that it had its own levels of toxicity, but it was different. And um, I think that first generation of people who use the internet like really got the best of the internet, and and the people after are just getting this like awful version that we have now, where like everything is like. I think it's like it's it's all this cancel culture stuff. All this like the fact that like that's now like a conservative talking point is insane to me. It's just like this is this like this I, I this is seems to be like the natural con- like trajectory of like where all this internet stuff gets you. Yeah. So I I don't know I yeah I think comments are a big thing to take out of the equation maybe like news outlets shouldn't have comments. Yeah, there you go. Maybe, or maybe no news on social networks. Yeah. Maybe they have to have their own websites. Maybe they're only allowed to operate on their website and not like correspond with any other. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I think that's like a big piece of it. I mean, it, but then like, where do you draw that line? Because then you have like blogs and you have like lamb goat and, you know, those are all news outlets too. Yeah, that's true. You know, and so like eventually, um, you know, it, it, you know, but I mean, I guess like, yeah, the discussion would, would be a little less. You know, like everyone just shares these articles around Facebook. That's like they all these like all the content on Facebook is just like shared around. So like very few people are actually posting their own ideas. They're basically sharing memes and images and and articles from somewhere else that reflects how they feel. Yeah. So got to rep your game. I guess so. That's that's the 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 uh, over that's the overarching message of today's broadcast is uh, everyone's in uh, everyone's in a gang and uh, you got to wear your colors. You got to wear your colors, I guess. I don't know. And you could wear our colors by heading to the Pod About Pod merch shop at podaboutpod.com or follow us on Instagram. The link is in the bio. I think it's probably a good time to call it a call it a day yeah this has been good this is what uh two weeks of build-up feel like yeah it's, it's pods a, were built up it's eleven twenty-two. it is not for me <laughs> <laughs> it's eleven twenty-two, so i definitely need to uh i need to get my my act together here i have um well you know it sucks is that i have my Okay, one last little bit is I have I I work at, I I work I I, I work actually I, I do work here I work here and I live here um in an apartment I don't I don't have a house I'm in an apartment and my stupid landlord 
not my student. It's not a landlord. It's like a company. Big. I live in a big like apartment complex, and there's this you know big corporate company that owns all these properties, and they have been doing all of this. Like they've been doing like a lot of maintenance over this year. Like they've been in my apartment now. This will be the the fourth time this year. Wow. And they're taking an appliance, quote unquote, an appliance inventory where they have to take pictures of all the appliances and the serial numbers. And I'm like, I'm like, can't I just send you the pit? I like literally like sent like all like I had this whole long email exchange with the with the office lady that is at the office here. Like, I'm like, like, why are you guys coming into our apartment so many times like this year is crazy. Like you, this is like the fourth time. Like how many more of these are you going to do? Like, yeah. Stop letting yourself in. And so she's like, well, you don't need to be there. I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I do. I'm like this. I'm like, I'm not like just let you guys into my home and like unattended. She's like, well, that's your, that's your choice. And I'm like, you're right. It is my choice. And, uh, you know, so now, like, that's before the podcast. I was just getting the appliances and inspection quality, uh, <laughs> because I, the, the freaking landlord wants to come in and inspect the appliances. It's insane. Wow, you should um, you should get like some suspicious stuff and put it in your apartment. <laughs> yeah, get, make uh, make something the shape of a body. <laughs> I just, I just don't want to be bothered. Honestly, like it's, you know, it, it it's already an, in, you know, the, the 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 only reason we were able to do the podcast tonight is because I was here tonight because I have to be here tomorrow for this inspection. So I, wow. you know, like it, like now, like it, it changed my plans by like two days because I have to be here for this thing. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's annoying. It's it's like it's, uh, you know, I get that landlords can do whatever they want and they gave me notice. And so I just got to deal with it. But it's like, how many times are they going to come into, you know, your home to do stupid shit that they could have they could have combined this with the last time they were here? Like, why didn't they do that? They don't know. They have no answers for anything. It's just like this is what it is. I'm like, okay. Great. Dude, get a bunch of mason jars and put stuffed animals in them. Yeah. <laughs> and put them everywhere. All right. I know. I I, I I don't even want the attention. I just want them like in and out as quickly as possible. Yeah. I remember I had like one guy, one of the other times. Oh, it was um, they were doing some work on the window. And I, one of the guys was in here and he was like, saw my bike, saw my guitar. Like he starts like talking to me about all my stuff. I'm like, um, okay, we can move on now. Like <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? I'm not like, we're not going to be buddies after this. <laughs> you were not welcome, but we are going to be buddies with you, the listener after this. I'm going to, I'll, I'll stop the rant there guys. But <laughs> uh, this is, 
Yeah, this is uh, this has been episode 64, Pod About Pod. I've never said that in an outro. Why start now? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that's what we do here. We keep it fresh at the uh, Pod About Pod. Anyway, I'm Rob. Yeah, I'm Ryan. <laughs> and we will see you in the next episode. Episode 65. Wow. Almost, almost the road to 100. Chugging along. Slow and steady march. 100. But anyway, we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.